I sometimes read uh, public domain books here on Leaves of Glen. And they were written a long time ago, uh, so they're usually uh, racist or sexist or bigoted. Uh, but in there somewhere and all that is a, a story, and that's why those stories are famous. Other times, I read uh, works from independent authors, and they're delightfully not racist, but they might have adult language or adult situations. So that's your warning, uh, but I'm sure you uh, are grown up enough to handle it. Don't write to me complaining. Oh, hello, uh, and welcome to the Leaves of Glen Mansion. It's a fun little bit where I pretend to live in a mansion and not just recording in my basement. This is where I read the hottest public domain books and short stories. Uh, this week, we're going to finish reading Winnie the Pooh by A.A. A. Milne. I think that's how I'm going to say his name. It bounces back and forth between Milne and Milne. Uh, about the author? Sure, why not? A.A. A. Milne, uh, January 18th, 1882 is when he was born and he died January 31st, uh, 1956. Alan Alexander Milne was an English writer best known for his books about the teddy bear Winnie the Pooh, as well as for children's poetry. Milne was primarily a playwright before the huge success of Winnie the Pooh overshadowed all his previous works. At Trinity College in Cambridge, he wrote for the school newspaper and played on a, on a, on a cricket team uh, at school with uh, noted uh, pedophile and murderer J.M. Barry, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, who was just kind of an idiot who couldn't write about the smartest person in the world, and P.G. Wodehouse, who was just a gleeful idiot. Uh, uh, after serving in both world wars, Milne became the father of bookseller Christopher uh, Robin Milne, upon whom the character Christopher Robin is based. It was during a visit to the London Zoo where Christopher became enamored uh, with the tame and amiable bear Winnipeg. Uh, that Milne was inspired to write a story of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, for his son. He resented the fame that the children's book got because he was previously been successful with other works that were now overshadowed. Milne stopped writing about Winnie the Pooh uh, was that he felt uh, am amazement and disgust over his fame his son was exposed to and said that I feel that the legal Christopher Robin has already be had more uh, publicity than I want for him. I do not want C.R. Milne to ever wish his name was Charles Robert. Milne and his wife became estranged from their son who came to resent uh, the fame and his father's exploitation of him. Uh, and uh, then he stopped talking to them for like 30 years and Christopher married his first cousin, Leslie de Selincourt. Uh, pretty gross. So with that, uh, I don't have any more fun facts about uh, this author because besides the fact that he can't hold together a relationship with his son, uh, he's kind of a nice guy, kind of boring. There's no fun facts about him. But there is somebody who is fun when it comes to being a jerk, Dr. Seuss as I found from Grudge.com, so prepare for a lot of hip lingo for you teens, because that's all the website's about. Uh, Theodore Gissel is the man who made your childhood awesome. Under the pseudonym, Dr. Seuss. Uh, he wrote books so weird and so multi-layered and so brilliant that people still debate what they're really all about. Is the Butter Battle book a knockout rhyme or a horrifying allegory of the Cold War? Uh, what about the argument that Horton Hears a Who is really a veiled commentary on the American occupation of Japan? Eh? Uh, these are dark, complex books, uh, expressly disguised as innocent kids' fair. Uh, know what else that description could apply to? Dr. Seuss himself. Most of you probably subscribe to the image of the author as a uh, 
as a whimsical man with a small, naughty streak. <laughs> and by far from being a lovable, mischievous cat in a hat figure, uh, a broadly article explains that the real Theodore Jessel was a philanderer who cheated on his wife, Helen, as she lay partially paralyzed and dying of cancer. That's right, the guy who brought the world Fox and socks, and uh, there's a walkin' in my pocket. Was also the guy who brought uh, his family, Seuss, the cheating moose. Isn't that, isn't that cute? That's grunge.com. While Helen was uh, bedridden with terminal cancer, Jessel shacked up with Audrey Diamond, who was half his age and married with two kids. Now how Helen took the news? Eh, she committed suicide. The New York Times reports that less than a year later, Audrey uh, became Mrs. Jessel M.K. II and sent her already traumatized children away to live with relatives simply because Jessel hated being around kids. Who knew the Grinch was meant to be a damning self-portrait? What kind of asshole writes books for children and hates kids? And what kind of horrible person sends away their own kids just so they can be married to a jerk that writes books for kids that he hates? The entire thing is amazing to me. Uh, Basically, like I said in a previous episode, uh, any author previous to this decade is clearly just a horrible pile of shit. Oh, well, that's the grandfather clock telling you to uh, uh, tell me to stop talking, and uh, why don't we go down to the library and finish reading Winnie the Pooh. Why don't you get yourself settled, light a cigarette, and uh, sit back while I read to you Chapter 9 of Winnie the Pooh at lightning fast speeds, because I have to pick up my kid from school. Chapter 9, in which Piglet is entirely surrounded by water. It rained, and it rained, and it rained. Piglet told himself that never in all his life, and he was goodness knows how old, eh? three was it, or four, Never had he seen so much rain. Days and days and days. If only, he thought as he looked out the window, I had been in Pooh's house or Christopher Robin's house or Rabbit's house when it began to rain. Uh, then I should have had company all this time instead of being here all alone with nothing to do except wonder when it'll stop. And he imagined himself with Pooh saying, Hey, did you ever see much, uh, so much rain, Pooh? And Pooh saying, uh, Isn't it awful, Piglet? And Piglet saying, I, I wonder how it is over at Christopher Robin's way. And Pooh saying, I should think uh, poor old Rabbit is about flooded out by this time. Uh, it would have been jolly eh, to talk like this. And really, it wasn't much good having anything exciting like floods if you couldn't share them with anybody. Uh, for it was rather exciting. Uh, the little dry ditches which Piglet had nosed about so often had become oh streams. And the little streams across which he had splashed were rivers. And the river between those steep banks that had played so happily and sprawled out on its own bed was taking up so much room everywhere that Piglet was beginning to wonder whether it would become uh, into his bed soon. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's a little anxious, uh, he said to himself, uh, to be a very small animal entirely surrounded by water. Christopher Robin and Pooh could escape by, uh, oh, climbing trees, and Kanga could escape by, uh, oh, jumping, eh? and Rabbit could escape by, oh, burrowing, eh? and Owl could escape by <sighs> flying, 
and Eeyore can escape by uh, making a loud noise until rescued. And here I am, surrounded by water, and I can't do anything. Well, it went on raining, and every day the water got a little higher until now it was uh, nearly up to Piglet's window, and he still hadn't uh, done anything. Oh, there's Pooh, he thought to himself. Pooh hasn't much a brain, uh, but he never comes to any harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it does silly things, and they are, and they turn out right. Oh, there's Owl. Owl, Owl hasn't exactly got a brain. He's a jerk. He's just going to sit here and take down everyone in the neighborhood. Uh, but he, he knows things, and he would know the right thing to do when surrounded by water. And, and as Rabbit, uh, he hasn't learned in books. Ooh, uh, he is always a think of a, a clever plan. And there's Kanga. She, uh, she isn't clever. Kanga isn't. Uh, but she would be so anxious about Rue that she would do a good thing to do without thinking about it. Uh, and then there's, uh, there's Eeyore. And Eeyore's so miserable anyhow that he wouldn't mind about this. Uh, but I wonder what Christopher Robin would do. Then suddenly he remembered a story which Christopher Robin had told him about a man on a desert island who had written something in a bottle and thrown it in the sea. Uh, Piglet thought that if he wrote something in a bottle and uh, threw it in the water, perhaps somebody would come and rescue him, hmm, in italics. Uh, he left the window and began to search his house. All of it uh, wasn't underwater unless he found a, a pencil eh, and a small piece of dry paper uh, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a bottle uh, with, a, with a cork in it. And he wrote on one side of the paper, Help! Uh, piglet! And then parentheses, Me! And on the other side, It's me! Uh, piglet! Help! Help! Then he put the paper in the bottle, and he corked up the bottle as tightly as he could, and he leaned out of the window as far as he could lean without falling in, and he threw the bottle in as far as he could throw, uh, splash in italics with an exclamation point, and in a little while it bobbed up again on the water, and he, he watched it floating slowly away in the distance until his eyes ached with looking. And sometimes he thought it was the bottle, and sometimes he thought it was just a ripple on the water which he was following, and then suddenly he knew that he would never see it again, and that he had done all he could do to save himself. Uh, so now, he thought, somebody else will have to do something, and I hope that they will do it soon, because if they don't, I shall have to swim, which I can't, so I hope they do it soon. And then he gave a very long sigh, and he said, uh, oh, I wish Pooh were here. It's so much more friendly with, uh, with two. When the rain began, Pooh was asleep. It rained, uh, and it rained, and it rained, and he slept, and he slept, and he slept. He had a tiring day. You remember how he discovered the North Pole? Well, he was so proud of that that he asked Christopher Robin if there were any other poles for such a little bear uh, with such a little brain might discover. Uh, there's a, a South Pole, said Christopher Robin, and I expect there's a, a East Pole and a, and a West Pole, though people don't like talking about them. Oh, Pooh was very excited when he heard this and suggested that they should have an expedition to discover the East Pole. But Christopher Robin had thought of something else to do with Kanga, so Pooh went out to discover the East Pole by himself. Whether he discovered it or not, uh, I forget. But he was so tired when he got home that in the very middle of his supper, after he had been eating for a little more than uh, oh, half an hour, he fell fast asleep in his chair. Oh, and he slapped and slapped and slapped, and suddenly uh, he was dreaming. He was at the East Pole. Oh, and it's a very cold pole, with the coldest sort of snow and ice all over it. And he had, he, he had found a beehive to sleep in. And there was much room for his legs, so he had left them outside. And the wild woozles, <coughs> I, I say the wild woozles, such as inhabit the East Pole, came and nibbled at all the fur off his legs to make nests for their young. 
And uh, the more they nibbled, the colder his legs got until suddenly he woke up with an owl. And there he was, sitting in his chair with his feet in water and water all around him. I splashed to his door and looked out. Ah, this is serious, said Pooh. I must have an escape. So he took the largest pot of honey and escaped with it to a broad branch of his tree, well above the water. And then he climbed down again and escaped with another pot. And and when the whole escape... <laughs> piece of pizza in my mouth. And then when the whole escape was finished, there was Pooh sitting on his branch, dangling his legs. And there beside him were ten pots of honey. Two days later, there was Pooh sitting on his branch, dangling his legs, and there beside him were four pots of honey. Three days later, there was Pooh sitting on his branch, dangling his legs, and there beside him was one pot of honey. Four days later, uh, there was Pooh. And it was on the morning of the fourth day that Piglet's bottle came floating past him. And with one loud cry of, Honey! Eh, Pooh plunged into the water and seized the bottle and struggled back to his tree again. Ah, bother, said Pooh as he opened it. All that wet for nothing. And that's a, a bit of, what's that bit of paper doing? And he took it out and he, he looked at it. Oh, it's a massage, he said to himself. Uh, that's what that is. And that letter is a P. And so is that. And so is that. And uh, P means poo. Uh, so it's very important. Massage to me. I'm saying massage because they spell it that way. M-I-S-S-A-G-E. And I can't read it. I must find Christopher Robin or Owl to, or Piglet, one of those clever readers who could read things, and they will tell me what this message means. Only I can't swim. Bother. With any eye. Well, then he had an idea, and I think that for a bear of very little brain, it was a good idea. So he said to himself, oh, if a, if a bottle can float, then a jar can float. And if a jar floats, then I can sit on the top of it, if it's a very big jar. So he took his biggest jar and corked it up. All boats have to have a name, he said. So I shall call mine the Floating Bear. Uh, yes. And with all these words, he dropped off his boat into the water and he jumped in after it. And for a little while, Pooh and the Floating Bear were uncertain as to which of them was meant to be on top. But after trying one or two different positions, they settled down with the Floating Bear underneath and Pooh triumphantly astride it, paddling vigorously with his feet. Christopher Robin lived at the very top of the forest. It rained and it rained and it rained, but the, but the wanderer didn't come up to his house. Oh, it was rather jolly to look down into the valleys and see the water all around him, but it rained so hard that he stayed indoors most of the time uh, and thought about things. Uh, every morning, he went out with his umbrella and put a stick in the place where the water came up to, and every next morning, he went out and couldn't see a stick anymore. So he put another stick in the place where the water came up to, and then he walked home again. And each morning, he had a shorter way to walk than he had the morning before. And on the morning of the fifth day, he saw the water all around him, and he knew that for the first time in his real life, he's on a, he was on an island, which is very exciting. It was on this morning that Owl came flying over the water to say, uh, How do you do? to his friend Christopher Robin. Uh, I say, Owl, eh, eh, said Christopher Robin, Isn't this fun? Eh, eh, I'm, uh, I'm on an island. The, uh, the atmospheric conditions have been very unfavorable lately, said Owl. The, uh, the what? It's been raining, explained Owl. Yes, said Christopher Robin. It has. Uh, the flood level has reached an unprecedented height. The who? There's a, a lot of water about, explained Owl. Yes, said Christopher Robin. There is. 
However, the prospects are rapidly becoming more favorable uh, at any moment. Have you seen Pooh? Uh, no. At any moment, I hope he's all right, said Christopher Robin. I've been wondering about him. I expect piglets with him. Uh, how do you think they are, all right, uh, Owl? I expect so. Uh, you see, at any moment, uh, do go and see Owl, because Pooh hasn't got very much of a brain, and he might uh, eh, mm, do something silly. And I do love him so, Owl. Uh, do you see, Owl? That's all right, said Owl. I'll go. Uh, I'll go back directly. And he flew off. And in a little while, he was back again. Ah, Pooh isn't there, he said. Not there. He has been there. He's been sitting on a branch of his tree outside of his house with uh, nine pots of honey. But he isn't there now. Oh, Pooh, said Christopher Robin. Where are you? Uh, Here I am, said a growly voice behind him. Ah, Pooh. And they rushed into each other's arms. How'd you get here, Pooh? Asked Christopher Robin when he was ready to talk again. Uh, uh, on my boat, said Pooh proudly, I had a very important massage sent to me in a bottle, and owing to have got some water in my eyes, I couldn't read it, so I brought it to you. <clears throat> on my boat. Uh, with these proud words, he gave Christopher Robin the massage. Uh, but it's from Piglet, said Christopher Robin, when he had read it. Isn't there anything about, uh, uh, uh Pooh in it? Asked the bear, looking over his shoulder. Christopher Robin read the message aloud. Oh, are those peas piglets? I thought they were poos. Well, we must rescue him at once. And I thought he was you. Pooh, owl, could you rescue him on your, uh, <clears throat> on your back? I don't think so, said Owl, after grave thought. It's very doubtful, is the necessary dorsal muscles. Then would you fly to him at once and say the rescue is coming? And Pooh and I will think of a rescue and uh, come as quick as we ever can. Oh, uh, and don't talk, uh, Owl. Go on, quick. And still thinking of something to say, Owl flew off. Now then, Pooh, said Christopher Robin, where's your boat? I ought to say, explained Pooh as they walked down the shore of the island, that it isn't uh, uh, an ordinary sort of boat. Sometimes it's a boat, and sometimes it's more of an accident. And it all depends. It depends on what? On whether I'm on top of it or underneath it. Oh, well, where is it? There, said Pooh, pointing proudly, the floating bear. Nah, it wasn't what Christopher Robin expected, and the more he looked at it, the more he thought what a brave and clever bear Pooh was. And the more Christopher Robin thought about this, the more Pooh looked modestly down at his nose and tried to pretend he wasn't. But it was uh, too small for the two of us, said Christopher Robin sadly. Three of us, uh, <clears throat> with Piglet. Now nah, that makes it smaller still. Oh, Pooh Bear, oh, what shall we do? And then this bear, Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh, uh, F-O-P, it's parentheses, friends of Piglet's, R.C., parentheses, Rabbit's Companion, P.D., Pole Discoverer, E.C. and T.F., Eeyore's Comforter and Tail Finder. In fact, Pooh himself said something so clever yeah, that Christopher Robin could only look at him with a mouth open and eyes staring and wondering if this was really the bear of very little brain whom he had known and loved so long. Ah, oh, we might die. Oh, bless you. <laughs> My wife sneezes now on the podcast. Ah, uh, we might uh, go in your umbrella," said Pooh. Question mark in parentheses. We might, uh, we might, we might go in your umbrella," said Pooh. Two question marks in uh, in parentheses. Uh, we might uh, go in your umbrella," said Pooh. And that is six exclamation points. For suddenly, Christopher Robin saw what they might. Oh, he opened his umbrella and put it point downwards into the water. It floated, but waddled. Pooh got in. Uh, he was just beginning to say that it was all right now when he found that it wasn't. So after a short drink, which he didn't really want to be waited back into Christopher Robin, so when they got in together, and he waddled no longer. I shall call this boat 
the brain of Pooh, said Christopher Robin, and the brain of Pooh set sail forthwith in a southwesterly direction, resolving gracefully. Well, you can imagine Piglet's joy when at last the ship came in sight of him, and after years he liked to think that he had been in a very great danger during the terrible flood, but only danger he had been in was in the last half hour of his imprisonment, when Owl, who had just flown up, uh, sat on a branch of his tree to comfort him, and uh, told him a very long story about an aunt who had once laid a seagull's egg, uh, by mistake. And the story went on and on, uh, rather like this sentence, until Piglet, who was listening out of his window without much hope, went to sleep quietly, and naturally, slipping slowly out of the window towards the water until he was only hanging on by his toes, at which moment, luckily, a uh, sudden loud squawk from Owl, which was really part of the story, being what his aunt said, woke Piglet up and uh, gave him uh, just enough time to jerk himself back into safety and say, oh, oh, how interesting. And did she? Uh, when, well, you can imagine his joy when at last he saw the good ship Brain of Pooh, Captain C. Robin and First Mate P. Bear, coming over the sea to rescue him. Christopher Robin and Pooh again. And that is really the end of the story. And I am very tired after that last sentence, and I think I shall stop there. Well, that was full of whimsy. Uh, with that, why don't we retire to the, uh, the snuggle closet? Not the master bedroom, because it's a kid's book. We're going to the snuggle closet. Don't put on any weird costume as I read to you the uh, latest in romance literature from Penguin Random House Books. Ah, there you are. It, it took you long enough. Did you uh, take a dump or something? I uh, hope you brought a book for us to review here in the snuggle closet. And you wore an outfit. I specifically said don't wear an outfit because this is a children's themed episode. Oh, you, your outfit is harmless enough. You're dressed like a kind of a douchey rich person from uh, uh, the Lotus Show or the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies movie. Uh, what's the book you're handing me? Uh, Do I Know You by Emily Wibbly and Austin Sigmund Broca. This already sounds pretentious as hell. Uh, category, contemporary romance and women's fiction. Uh, one of the Amazon's best romances of January and BuzzFeed's romance books to look out for in 2023. Uh, when a couple starts to feel like they're married to a stranger, eh, a flirtatious game of pretend becomes the spark they need to reignite their relationship. Eliza and Graham are anticipating anything but sexy week-long getaway to celebrate their five-year anniversary. Nestled in the Northern California coastline, the resort prides itself on being a destination for those in love and those looking to find it. For Eliza and Graham, it might as well be a vacation with a roommate. When a well-meaning guest mistakes Eliza and Graham for being single and introduces them at the hotel bar. Oh, they don't correct him. Suddenly, they're pretending to be perfect strangers, and it's unexpectedly dot, 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 fun, question mark. Eliza and Graham find themselves flirting like it's their first date and waiting with butterflies in their stomach uh, for the other to text back. It sounds a little desperate. Everyone at the retreat can sense the electric chemistry between Eliza and Graham's alter egos. But when their scintillating game of role-playing ends, will they, will they still feel the heat? Do I Know You by Emily Wibberly and Austin Sigmund Boca. Uh, it's coming out on January 24th on paperback at Amazon, Barnes Noble, Books Million, Bookshop.org, Hudson Booksellers, IndieBound, Powell's Target, and Walmart. Well, get out of my closet and change your clothes. You are offending me as we go back down to the library and finish uh, the last part of this book.
Oh, good, you're back. Um, let's read the final chapter, chapter 10, in which Christopher Robbins gives Pooh a party, and we say goodbye. One day, when the sun had come back over the forest, bringing with it the scent of May, and all the streams of the forest were tinkling eh, happily to find themselves their own pretty shape again, and the little pools lay dreaming of the life they had seen and the, and the big things they had done, and in the warmth and quiet of the forest, the cuckoo was trying over his voice carefully, listening to see if he liked it. And wood pigeons were complaining gently to themselves in their lazy, comfortable way that it was the other fellow's fault. But it didn't matter very much. On such a day as this, Christopher Robin whistled in a, a special uh, way he had. And uh, what does that sound like? An owl came flying out of the hundred-acre wood to see what was wanted. Owl, said Christopher Robin, I am going to give a party. Oh, you are, are you? said Owl. Hey, it's going to be a special sort of party because it's uh, because of what Pooh did when he did and what he did to save Piglet from the flood. Oh, is that what it's for, is it? said Owl. Yes. And so will you tell Pooh as quickly as you can and all the others because it will be tomorrow. Oh, yeah. oh it will, will it? said Owl, still being as helpful as possible. Uh, so you, will you go then and tell them, Owl? Owl tried to think of something very wise to say, but couldn't. So he yeah, flew off to tell the others, and the first person he told was Pooh. Pooh, he said. Christopher Robbins gave it a party. Oh, ah, said Pooh. And then seeing that Owl expected him to say something else, he said, oh, Will there be those little cake things with the pink sugar icing? Burp. Owl felt it was rather beneath him to talk about little cake things with pink sugar icing, and so he told Pooh exactly what Christopher Robin had said and flew off to Eeyore. A party for me, thought Pooh to himself. How grand! And he began to wonder if all the other animals would know that it was a special Pooh party. And if Christopher Robin had told them about the floating bear and the brain of Pooh and all the wonderful ships he had invented and sailed on. <clears throat> and he began to think of how awful it would be if everyone had forgotten about it. And uh, nobody quite knew what the party was for. And the more he, he thought like this, the more the party got muddled in his mind like a dream when nothing goes right. And then the dream began to sing itself over his head until it became a sort of song. God damn it, it's another song. The Anxious Pooh Song. Bum, 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 bum. Three cheers for Pooh. For who? For Pooh. What did he do? I thought you knew. He saved his friend from a wedding. Uh, not a wedding, like marriage. W-E-T-T-I-N-G. Three cheers for Pooh. For where? The bear. Oh, he couldn't swim, but he rescued him. He rescued who? Oh, listen, do. I'm talking to Pooh. Of who? Of Pooh. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. Well, Pooh was a bear of enormous brains. Just say it again. Of enormous brain. Of enormous what? Jesus, this song is long. Well, he ate a lot, and if I don't know if he could swim or not, and he managed to float on a sort of boat. On what sort of boat? Well, a sort of pot. So let's give him three hearty cheers. Uh, so let's give him three hearty witches, and we'll hope he'll be with us for years and years, and grow in health and wisdom and riches. Uh, three cheers for Pooh. For who? For Pooh. She cheers for the bear. For where? For the bear. I hate this. Three cheers for the wonderful Winnie the Pooh. Uh, just tell me, somebody, what did he do? While the this was going on inside him. <laughs> I love the idea that there's just this cacophony of children singing inside his brain at all times. Uh, Owl was talking to Eeyore. Eeyore, said Owl, Christopher Robin is giving a party. Yeah, very interesting, said Eeyore. And I suppose they'll be sending me down uh, the odd bits which get trodden on. Uh, kind of thoughtful. Not at all. Don't mention it. 
Well, there's an invitation for you. Yeah, what's it like? An invitation. Yes, I heard you. Who dropped it? It isn't anything to eat. It's asking you to the party tomorrow. Eeyore shook his head slowly. You mean Piglet, the little fellow with the excited ears. That's Piglet. I'll tell him. Uh, no, no, said Owl, getting quite fussy. Uh, it's you. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Christopher Robin said all of them. Tell all of them. All of them except Eeyore. All of them, said Owl sulkily. Nah, said Eeyore. A mistake, no doubt. But still, I shall come. Only don't blame me if it rains. But it didn't rain. Christopher Robin had made a long table out of some long pieces of wood, and they all sat around it. Christopher Robin sat at one end, uh... Pooh at the other, uh, and between them on one side were Owl uh, and Eeyore and Piglet, and between them on the other side were <sighs> Rabbit and Roo and Kanga, and all Rabbit's friends and relations spread themselves out on the grass and waited hopefully in case anyone spoke to them or dropped anything or asked them the time, and it was the first party in which Roo had ever been, and he was very excited. As soon as, as ever they had sat down, he began to talk. Hello, Pooh, he squeaked. Uh, hello, Roo, said Pooh. Roo jumped up and down in his seat, and for a little while, then he began again. Hello, Piglet, he squeaked, and Piglet waved his paw at him, being too busy to say anything. Uh, hello, Eeyore, said Roo, and everyone nodded gloomily at him. It will rain soon. Uh, you see if it doesn't, he said. And Roo looked uh, to see if it didn't, and it didn't. So he said, uh, hello, Owl. And Owl said, hello, my little fella, in a kindly way. He went on telling Christopher Robin about an accident, which he had nearly happened to a friend of his, uh, whom Christopher Robin didn't know. And Kanga said to Roo, uh, drink up your milks first, dear, uh, and talk afterwards. So Roo, who was drinking his milk, tried to say what he could do both at once, and he had to pat it on the back and uh, dried for quite a long time afterwards. When they had all uh, nearly eaten enough, Christopher Robin banged on the table with his spoon, and everyone stopped uh, talking. It was very silent, except Roo, who was just finishing a loud attack of hiccups and trying to look as if he were one of Rabbit's relations. This party, said Christopher Robin, is a party because of what someone did. And we all know who it was, and it's his party, because of what he did. And I've got a present for him, and here it is. And then he felt about a little and whispered, Ah, where is it? And while he was looking, Eeyore coughed uh, in an oppressive way and began to speak. Friends, he said, including oddments, it is a great pleasure, or perhaps I had better say it had been a pleasure so far, to see you at my party. Uh, what I did was nothing. Any of you, except Rabbit and Owl and Kanga, uh, could have done the same. Oh, oh, and Pooh. My remarks do not, of course, apply to Piglet and Roo, because they are uh, too small. Any of you would have done the same, but it has just happened to be me. I was not, I need hardly say, with any idea of getting that Christopher Robin is looking for now, uh, and he put his front leg to his mouth and said in a loud whisper, Try under the table. Uh, that I did what I did, uh, but because I feel uh, what we should all do, what we can do to help. I feel that we should all hup, said Rue accidentally. Uh, Rue, dear, said Kanga reproachfully. Was it me? asked Rue, a little surprised. What's he you're talking about? Piglet whispered to Pooh. I don't know, said Pooh rather dolefully. I thought it was your party. I thought it was once, but I suppose it isn't. Now, I'd sooner it was yours and Eeyore's, said Piglet. Ah, so would I. I love how everyone here hates each other. Ha, hup, said Roo again. As I was saying, said Eeyore loudly and sternly. As I was saying, when I was interrupted by various loud sounds, I feel that here it is, cried Christopher Robin excitedly. Pass it down to silly old Pooh. It's for Pooh. Uh, for Pooh, said Eeyore, of course it is. The best bear in all the world. 
I might have known, said Eeyore. After all, one can't complain. I have my friends. Uh, somebody spoke to me only yesterday, and it was just last week or, or the week before that that Rabbit bumped into me and said, uh, Bother. Uh, the social round. Always something going on. And nobody is listening, for they're all saying, Oh, but it poo. Uh, what is it, poo? And I know what it is. Now you don't. And other helpful remarks of that sort. Uh, so, of course, poo is opening as quickly as he ever could, but without cutting the string, because you never know when a bit of string might be useful. At last, it was undone. When Pooh saw what it was, oh, he nearly fell down. He was so pleased. It was a special pencil case. Uh, th there were pencils in it, marked B for bear, uh, and pencils marked HB for helping bear, and pencils marked BB for brave bear. Uh, there was a knife for sharpening the pencils, and an Indian rubber for rubbing out anything which you had spelt wrong, and a ruler for ruling lines, eh? Uh, for the words to walk on, and inches marked on the ruler in case you wanted to know how many inches anything was, and blue pencils and red pencils, green pencils for saying special things in blue and red and green, and all these lovely things were in little pockets of their own, eh? in a special case, which shut, shut with a click when you clicked it. Oh, and they were all for poo. Oh, eh, said poo. Oh, Pooh, said everyone else except Eeyore. Ah, thank you, growled Pooh. But Eeyore was saying to himself, Ah, this writing business, pencils, whatnot. Ah, it's overrated. If you ask me, silly stuff, nothing in it. Later on, when they had all said goodbye and thank you to Christopher Robin, Pooh and Piglet walked home thoughtfully together in the golden evening. For a long time, they were silent. Well, yeah, when you wake up in the morning, Pooh, said Piglet at last, what's the first thing you say to yourself? Oh, ha, ha. what's for breakfast, said Pooh. Anyway, what do you say, Piglet? Well, I say I wonder what's going to happen exciting today, said Piglet. Now, Pooh nodded thoughtfully. That's yeah, the same thing, he said. And what did happen, asked Christopher Robin. When? Next morning. I don't know. Uh, could you think and tell me and, and Pooh sometime? Well, if you wanted it very much. Pooh does, said Christopher Robin. Now he gave a deep sigh, picked up his bear by the leg, and, and walked off to the door, trailing Winnie the Pooh behind him. And at the door, he turned and said, "'Coming to see me have my bath?' "'Gross. I might,' I said. Uh, "'Was Pooh's pencil case any better than mine?' "'Yeah, it was the same,' I said. "'Oh, this is where the narrator has suddenly become a character.' Uh, he nodded and went out, and in a moment I heard Winnie the Pooh, bump, 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 going up the stairs behind him. Now well, that's adorable. Uh, why don't we uh, go to the smoking room where we can smoke cigarettes and, uh, and uh, try to figure out if there's any meaning in this book. Ah, well, there you are. Uh, why don't you have a seat and smoke something here in the smoking room of my mansion? I'm still running with the bit, and I'm never giving it up. Uh, this, uh, I forget. I always forget. Uh, at one point, there was a bit where my wife decided she wanted to put birds in the smoking room. So I keep getting interrupted by that all the time, and I keep forgetting to take that thing out. Um... What happened uh, in this story? Uh, last chapter, there was a flood, so everyone's in danger. Apparently, the flood was so dramatic that the hill that Christopher Robin lives on, all the water was filling up uh, to the edge of the house, which means everything below it, like the 100-acre wood, should just be flooded where everyone should be dead. Uh, but nope, uh, apparently physics doesn't work that way in this story, so uh, they poo works his way up there, and uh, he's whatever. They sit in an upside-down uh, umbrella 
I don't care. Uh, I can see why the author of this book got so angry that all the other stuff he did was overshadowed by the Winnie the Pooh stuff because uh, this is just all whimsy. Uh, it's just whimsy. Oh, they rode in a uh, an upside down uh, umbrella, and that's their boat. Ha ha ha! Suck on that. So uh, I can see why he's frustrated. Because like that's not my best work, and that's all anyone ever talks about. So then they go and they save Piglet. The only real risk of any of these stuffed animals in a flood is just that they'll get so waterlogged and heavy that they'll just sink to the bottom. It's not like they breathe. They don't have organs. They don't like die or anything. They just fall apart. Is their worst case scenario. Uh, so, uh, there was no real drama, uh, except that everyone in the neighborhood hates each other. Uh, Piglet sat around thinking about how everyone's an idiot and no one's going to save him. So that was weird. Uh, and then the last story is a party that's being thrown, uh, specifically for Pooh, uh, and everyone else can just shut up, apparently, because Christopher Robin's a jerk. I'm surprised Christopher Robin didn't pull his gun out again. He's always got a gun in every chapter, and he's firing it for the weirdest reasons. Uh, but no, uh, basically, it's just we're all here to celebrate Pooh. I don't care if anyone's feelings get hurt. Eeyore is clearly having his feelings hurt, and nobody cares. Everyone hates each other in the Hundred Acre Wood. Uh, so that's all you learned about that. It's just uh, you can pick a favorite, and that's fine. Always pick a favorite. And let everyone else know that this other person's your favorite. Well, with that, uh, I guess we're done with Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I think next I'm going to read Conan the Barbarian. So won't that be exciting? So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Ah, uh, well, it appears you found me in the part of the podcast I hate the most where I tell you all about the places on the internet where you can find me. You can tell I hate this because of the sound effects making it sound like a stormy night uh, in the drawing room of the damned. Now, there's there's that. Uh, I, I, are you cool? I like cool people. It's the reason why I got involved in this business to begin with, just to meet cool people. Not losers. So if you're cool, uh, feel free to go over to my website, uh, nuzzlehouse.com. You can see a backlog of everything I've ever read, including stuff like gestating the curious mind with my lady friend or uh, wife, because I'm married. Oh, I'm on Instagram. But no one uses that anymore because they all use TikTok. Am I ever going to get on TikTok? No. But if you want to look at my dead Instagram, it's at uh, HouseNuzzle. I also have Twitter, which I use the most, which is also conveniently at HouseNuzzle. Uh, and since, uh, since I think you might be cool, you can always just email me directly. Glenn.Nuzzles at gmail.com. But don't, uh, don't email if you're a, a nerdlinger or a dork. Now, back to business. I can't believe I drank all of them already. There's got to be one left.